0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and before we start today's episode, I want to remind you of a gift that would be perfect for Mother's Day, which, believe it or not, is just around the corner, and that is my Flex of Gold journal. This is a gorgeous linen-bound journal where you write down one golden moment each day that you experience with your children. This quick gratitude practice is especially important if you are in a difficult season of motherhood where it's hard to feel and see the joy in your life. One mother, Nicole from Utah, has been using the journal for over a year, and she said this, Before I got my Flex Gold journal, I was exhausted physically and mentally. I was dreading going to bed because it meant I would have to wake up and do it all over again. I have faithfully written in my journal every day since the beginning of 2021. I love going to bed now because I take a few minutes to ponder about my day and write down a fleck of gold. I tell my husband all the time that I go to bed feeling fulfilled and content because I'm remembering and focusing on the good that happened during the day and not the bad times we had. My days are still full of tantrums, fighting kids, messes to clean up, and frustrations, but I've learned how to focus on and look for the flecks of gold. Small moments or little things that my kids would say now stick out more. I've learned to savor those moments and enjoy the times when my four-year-old asks me to throw the frisbee outside with him, or my 10-year-old wants to snuggle and read with me, or my eight-year-old smiles so big when he gets to belt test for karate. This journal has been a life changer for me. I have given copies to my sisters, friends, and neighbors so that they can experience the change that I have." Thank you so much for that testimonial, Nicole, and for buying copies of the journal for the women in your life. This truly is a perfect gift for yourself or another mother who you love for Mother's Day. And now through Monday, May 9th, you can get 10% off with the code 3in30. I only do two sales per year on these journals, Mother's Day and Black Friday. So don't wait. Go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold. That's 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold and use the code 3in30 for 10% off. As moms, these cell phones we carry around in our pockets can get a very bad rap, and possibly for good reason. You've heard me talk multiple times on the podcast about how my phone can distract me from my family and how it's actually my only goal for 2022 to use my phone less. But in today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of the ways that our phones can actually be a huge blessing within our motherhood. Namely, that our phones are an easy and accessible camera that help us to capture the beautiful everyday moments we share with our kids. My guest today is Kiera Liu, a family and branding photographer, mama of two, and chief memory keeper and storyteller for her company, Frame of Life. Kiera founded Frame of Life to bring together her experience as a family photographer combined with her five years as a real life mama in the trenches to share simple tips to start preserving and creating more memories for families. I know you are going to love her actionable tips in the episode for how we can use our phones with intention and purpose to capture the moments that are most important to us. So with no further ado, here's my interview with Kiera. Hi Kiera, welcome to 3 and 30.
1: Hey, Rachel. It's so good to be here.
0: Well, I am so excited to talk to you about a topic that we're both passionate about, which is documenting family life and capturing those magic moments to make them count. And I often advise people to do that through writing, through my Flex of Gold journal. And I love that you teach moms to do it through photos to capture some of those magic moments. How did you become so passionate about this work?
1: Rachel, it's so awesome that you brought all of this up because... I love using my magical button called the camera, the pause button. It has become a tool that I am so thankful for. I got here after experiencing several significant losses of close family members of ours in a very close amount of time. My mother in law passed away um, about a year after we were married, like the, actually the, on our year anniversary. And then a year later, my sister in law passed away from an eating disorder that Mm. took her life. And it was really a challenging time. And at that same time, I was 20 weeks pregnant with my firstborn child. And Mm. I think that process really contributed to having some postpartum anxiety, but it also helped me learn a way to connect with the story that my family has and how I want to tell that to my kids in the future. Mm. It became very apparent to me not having my husband's side of the family, we only have his father left. That if no one's there to tell the story, how are they going to know about these people that had such a significant impact on our lives? And I wanted to be able to share that with my kids. And so I started trying to find ways to document what we were experiencing with that grief and then what we had experienced in the past with our moments of joy. It really helped me to see a better picture of what our lives were and what the story was that we wanted to tell in the future. And I guess going through the postpartum anxiety, I noticed that when I was able to take pictures, I could pause time a little bit to see the beauty and the magical moments that were happening around me instead Mm -hmm. of just feeling the heaviness of it all. And in the thick of it it really was not fun, you know, but then when Mm. I would go back, I could actually see those flecks of gold. And it became a way to remember because I could never remember by the end of the day what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: I know having lost someone that I love, I lost my mom when I was a teenager and I wish that we had so many more photos with her because every photo is a memory and eventually you've seen all the photos that exist. So Mm -hmm. it's such a treasure when every once in a while, somebody will send me a different photo that they have. Have of my mom or of us with my mom. And that was in a time before smartphones. I wish that there were more photos of her just doing life with us. And yeah. I treasure those photos that capture her smiling at us, just the dailiness of motherhood. And so I completely relate to how loss spurred your desire to want to do this for your family and to tell the story of those that you'd all lost, as well as to document your family's joy so that they would always have that no matter what trials come in their life.
1: Yeah. And I find it so interesting how fast motherhood goes, how quickly you forget like everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just sure. been a really cool way to start to compare it. And I, I used a photo journal of my daily events. So I use that in conjunction with your flexible journal to like have two different versions. One's the photo with a little memory under it. And then the Flux of Gold is just really getting specific about that one nugget of that day Mm. that really was the one that I want to remember. And it's so fun to use them in tandem and to be able to have visual representations now to these Flux of Gold moments. There's a photo that goes with it too. So when I'm telling my kid about the crazy thing that they did, there's actually a photo to match it. And it's Mm. really neat to see that We can do that now that we have these smartphones and these things that are something we carry with us every day.
0: Yeah. We also have to be intentional about how we use those smartphones so that they're not out all the time. And I love that about your work. You help moms get really intentional about what photos they want from their daily life, Mm -hmm. making sure that they get those, but also not being on those phones 24-7 And I love your emphasis on pausing time. I think it's such a unique way of thinking about photos and it's really become central to your business and what you talk about in your business. So can you explain a little bit more of what you mean by that pausing
1: time? Yeah. So (laughs) this is kind of funny. I came up with the whole pausing time analogy. I think my daughter is about six months old and I just remember we lived at the time in downtown Boston in a... Brownstone walk up. There's like thirty something stairs to get up the stairs into our home. I would have to walk the dog, carry my daughter strapped to my chest, all the groceries in one hand, the mail in the other hand, like coffee hanging out of my mouth. (laughs) It's just like so much going on. And I remember being like, I wonder what this looks like right now. I don't even know what's happening. And I would just want to hit pause, like in Saved by the Bell, how Zach Morris would just be like, time out, and like cut into a scene, Mm -hmm. and then pause it instantly. He could give his assessment of what he's seeing and just (laughs) starting to see like the nuances of what's around you. And then it really helped me once I started to actually do it more. I noticed that when I started to feel most anxious, like if I was getting overwhelmed by my life, like the kids are screaming, the dog's barking, the dinner's overflowing. Instead of like screaming, I would grab my phone, snap a picture, and that almost changed it. It was that time to be like, pause, breathe, breathe. Now then, you can assess this later. (laughs) When I would go back, I would see like, oh, that's why I was losing it. Look at what was happening. And I would also see look at my kids' faces. Most of the time, these kids are freaking laughing so hard and they're having a great time or they're melting down and you can actually just start to like see what's happening. No wonder I was overwhelmed by that moment. (laughs) Any normal person would want to pull their hair out or it's not as bad as you think. And it just became this magical button and I consider it my superpower now. And I want to share it with people because we all have access to this and you don't have to be a professional photographer with all Mm. this experience to actually do this.
0: It's almost like giving yourself evidence for, yeah, my life really is crazy, and that's why I felt that way. And also, it's hilarious and beautiful. It takes it from being just really hard to being funny. I mentioned this to you before the call, but my little sister sent me a picture the other day that her husband had snapped in the moment. She was trying to eat an orange after a workout and so she's in her workout clothes. She has this peeled orange and her two-year-old is draped over her shoulders with a naked bum sticking up (laughs) in the air because her two-year-old is potty training. And my sister is laughing. You can just see on her face this thought like, How is this my life? And it's such a cute photo. Like, you see the joy in her face, along with the overwhelm of just like, this is ridiculous, you know? This is where we're at now. (laughs) But I'm like, what a treasure. I'm so glad that he snapped that and that they're going to have that. And I love that you're going to give us some takeaways that will help us to think about what kinds of moments we should be snapping, when we should be pausing time to really document our days with our kids. So why don't we jump right into our first takeaway?
1: Let's do it. So I like to consider my three takeaways in a fun mnemonic so it's easy to remember. Yeah. It's the key method I is what I call it. So the first one is K and it's to keep it simple. And the way I do this is to first start by identifying my why and why I'm actually taking pictures in the first place and what my goal is with my family. And I use this why to filter everything I do through it. So it helps me be focused and not just taking pictures all the time. You could technically, with the way smartphones are nowadays, just take pictures all day, all the time at every second. But that doesn't really help you narrow in on why you're actually taking the pictures. So. I just like to ask myself my reason. And for me, I'm trying to create a legacy for my family. I'm trying to have talking points to share those moments of overwhelm and those moments of joy. My photos become ways that I can physically show somebody what I'm experiencing and set the scene. Especially during the pandemic, it has also become a way I connect with my older generations, my my grandparents mm. are connected with me on the Tiny Beans app where I share photo journal every day and I tell them what's happening with the kids. And it has become the way that they can know my children when they don't live in the same state and we can't be together. So mm. I filter my decisions through that. So I'm going to take a picture each day of the thing that we're doing of the day or something that I've noticed of my kids that is new that I want to share about. I think it's been really helpful and it's driven this intense connection between generations in my family and it's created ways that I really can just start to share some of this journey. Mm
0: -hmm. And do you keep your big fancy camera out and use that for this daily memory keeping or how do you do
1: that? So my whole tip is even as a pro photographer, my most utilized camera is the one I have. It's the one that's near me every second of the day pretty much. And that's my phone. So mm. even as a pro, these cameras on your phone now are so good and they're so accessible and the kids barely even notice them now. You can just snap a photo when nobody's even looking and really get a quick shot without everything in the room changing. Hmm. I do keep my real camera nearby sometimes, but I like to have it for those bigger moments. Like my daughter, she just learned how to ride her two-wheeler, for example. So I saw her riding on the bike. I had my phone, but then I was like, you know, I got that picture quick, but let me go grab the real camera now. Like it's ready. It has the battery. It has the memory card. It's ready to go. So it's kind of balancing both, but really using what you have.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how do you use your phone? I mean, phones have a lot of features that can help us to capture memories and moments? How do you use that in your day-to-day life as a mom?
1: So one thing that's actually become something recent that I've been doing more since I've had a baby in a pandemic (laughs) is really trying to find ways that I can get in the picture a little bit more. We aren't hiring professional photographers to come into our home the way they were in the past. And I have realized that There's a lot that I can document about our real life without having to be all fancily dressed up and like posing life. So Mm -hmm. I'm using my camera to set it up to take pictures of myself in the moments with the kids a little bit more using the self timer function. It takes awesome pictures and you can get your whole family involved with it that way. So Mm -hmm. you don't need somebody in your home to take the picture. We've made it fun game out of it on our walks to like find tripods in the wild we call it like so there's a fire hydrant near our house when we walk around the block like every time we walk by it my daughter's like mommy we gotta set the camera (laughs) up and she likes to set the phone on the fire hydrant we set it take a silly selfie and then just keep walking and it's been really fun to see the progression of seasons and times and how we're going through it that's been a really cool function of it I have, like, a loopy case on it so, like, my finger Mm -hmm. can hold it. Like, getting something so that you can set your phone and have it not fall over as easily. Mm -hmm. The loopy thing helps a lot. And it's something that holds it together
0: a little bit more. I'm thinking of when you say finding the tripods in nature. Last winter, my family went down and we built snowmen that looked like us on the river. So there was a dad and a mom and two kids. And I was like, we cannot just not take a picture of this. But there was no one around. And we just found some random big stick and... Set it in the snow and got creative and set it up and it kind of becomes a fun exercise for the whole family. And then my husband set it and came running back, you know, the kids are laughing. So they're laughing because dad's running back. And it's just such a cute photo that I'm so glad we took the time to figure out how to get that in the moment.
1: Yeah, and if if anybody has, like, I mean, I'm all Apple. Like, I've bought into the Kool-Aid, but I have the iPhone, and then now I have the Apple Watch, and you can trigger your camera on your phone now, too, so it helps with the running.
0: (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. You can do it from your watch.
1: Yes, from your watch. You can load the camera app on there, and you just touch it, and it'll show you a picture of what it sees, and it'll set a timer.
0: It's really fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you just told me that. Because yeah, normally it's kind of like a crap shoot of run. like, is it even centered on the right thing? But we're going to run and find out which works too. Yeah. Oh, that's so handy and good to know.
1: So there's been other ways that we've tried to incorporate getting more pictures of us as parents in the frame. I've learned to stop being afraid to ask for a photo. So if we're out, I will ask someone. And if I see somebody out trying to take a picture of their family, I'll offer to take their picture if there's something cute happening, like last week, my son put a hat on to match me for like a winter hat. And he kept saying toot, toot for being cute. (laughs) And and then I was holding him and then my daughter saw that he was being cute. So I picked her up and she's saying cute. And then they both kissed me at the same time. And I'm like, Frank to my husband, like, please just take a picture. I know your phone's in your pocket. So not being afraid to ask your partner to capture it too. And reminding Mm. them. It stinks that as moms, we often have to remind them to take the photo, but get over the fact that we have to do it and just ask. And they get better at it because I've noticed my husband more so lately, like seeing that something cute is happening and doing it himself too. So Mm. it gets them in the process of it. Yeah. There's other really fun ways. I feel like the pandemic helped us get really creative. We bought a drone (laughs) because we thought that it would be a great way to like, I I had an idea for a Christmas card where we would take a picture of us laying on the driveway, like writing out 2020 and like showing in chalk art everything that we have gone through with like social distancing and all that. The drone has helped us take some really fun pictures of our family in our yard, just like it's a bird's eye view of where we're at. But I'm shocked at how easy it is to actually use because I was very afraid of that technology. Like I'm not very good at driving those remote control cars. I wasn't sure I'd be able to fly a drone, but it's been a really fun way to do it. And we also use a nanny cam or like a baby monitor in a room. That's one of those video ones that goes Mm. to your phone. It's really cool because you can take screenshots off of that or Mm. record your screen and capture a video that happens in the moment while you're in there and be able to save that. So I have some really awesome memories that I've captured on our nanny cams, which has been really funny. Like I never would have thought of that as a photo source.
0: (laughs) So you do it after the fact. Yeah. Because it filmed you when you were in there rocking your baby or whatever. And so then you can go back and screenshot. Is that how it works? It's been a long time since I've had a baby. So I don't know (laughs) how these nanny cams work anymore.
1: Isn't it crazy? I know. So now the technology, there's bunches of them that run on Wi-Fi. So if you have a Wi-Fi nanny cam that you can see on your phone, that's the kind that some some of them you pay for a service so that you can have like a running daily log so you can go back 24 hours before and see. So Uh if something happened, like when my daughter first was potty training, we had a nanny cam in the house and she Ran in saying she like pooped in the potty and I was so excited. I knew what time it happened that I could like go back on the camera footage and I found it. We use like a ring cam. I don't know if you have a ring doorbell or like a Nest cam for like your doorbell, but we play in the driveway a lot and that records things too. So you can go back and see some of the footage there too. So all of this stuff is recording. You might as well use it to yeah. your advantage
0: nowadays. Yeah. Oh, that's so special <laughs> to think about footage of you rocking and singing to your baby or yep. whatever. So that's so precious.
1: It's not like you're setting it up either. It's just there. So yes. you can even turn the camera to record that for that second and then turn it back when they go into their crib. You know, mm-hmm. it's a way to get some images of that. Like that's such a precious time that no one really has photos of.
0: Yeah. I know I have one photo of me rocking my son when he was a baby and I love it. And I wish that I had more of those, like a candid photo of me in his chair and I'm in pajamas yeah. and, you know, so yeah. let's get more of those moments yeah, captured. Yeah, it. <laughs> and it's crazy how much the world has changed. I mean, Noah is going to be 11 in August and I didn't even have a smartphone when he was born. So think about how much the world has changed in the last 10 years. It's kind really? of nuts and we need to use it to our advantage.
1: Yeah. And then the last part of that is just embrace imperfection. Stop trying for it to be this perfect moment. Just jump in and document it. That's what your kids know. That's what your kids remember. The naked bum in the air is what life is. (laughs) And you know what? They're going to have to know about it. Yeah.
0: Those are going to be their favorite photos someday for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's pause for a moment to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Public Goods, an online marketplace designed for the conscious consumer where you can get everything from coffee to toilet paper, shampoo to pet food. With Public Goods, you can buy all of your premium essentials in one place with one beautiful streamed aesthetic. Their packaging and products are truly lovely and always made with the health of the environment in mind. I'm currently eyeing the white dinner plates and bowls from Public Goods because they are a beautiful, sleek, and functional design made from high-fire porcelain that's oven-safe, microwave-safe, and freezer-safe. They are elegant for hosting friends, but sturdy enough to withstand family life. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products, which they then offer to their customers using a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation, and we've worked out an awesome deal for 3 and 30 listeners. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right, they are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash 3in30 or use the code 3in30 at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com slash 3in30 to receive $15 off your first order. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp, the world's largest provider of counseling. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Do you experience any of these things? I know I do, which is why I have been prioritizing going to counseling for the past decade, ever since I became a mom, and I can tell you that it's the very best thing I've done for my mental health and my physical health. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways, and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Three and thirty listeners get ten percent off their first month at betterhelp.com slash three and thirty. That's B E T T E R H E L P.com slash three and thirty. And then what's your second takeaway?
1: My second takeaway is to execute a plan. That's the E in the key method. (laughs) So that is make a game plan for documenting the mundane moments that matter to you. So this is starting to think about those moments in your life that will probably look different soon. So for example, it's those getting ready for school days right now. My kids are still in daycare. So we have a whole method of getting the lunches ready, trying to pack the backpacks, get them out the door. Like things look different than they might look next year when my daughter goes to kindergarten and my son goes to daycare or when they're both in school or what a typical Sunday morning looks like for you right now, this winter in this time. So getting more specific about the time of your life and things that you're doing on it every day that might change. Document those and make a plan for that. And Try doing something fun that you love together. Say like you and your kids make pancakes every Sunday morning. Like, why don't you document that? My kids love dance parties in our bedroom. They want me to turn the music on and pause it so that they can run around and stop on a pillow. And it's like, I get the best giggles out of them and the most fun out of them. And that's a time that I plan to document and I plan to have my nice camera out so I can get some greater shots of it. But I use my phone camera too. It's just Mm -hmm. knowing ahead of time these ideas to look for and to try to document every quarter or once a year just to really start doing that.
0: Yeah. Sitting down and making a list, a brainstorm list of like, what are the key things we're doing right now in this season? And you think like, oh, we'll be doing those things forever, but you won't as your kids get older. you know. So thinking like, right now he's really into this toy. I definitely want to make sure to get a picture of that Mm -hmm. or We sit in the chair and we read a book every night. I mean, before you know it, you're not doing that anymore. You're doing something different with them at bedtime. So I love the idea of consciously making a plan of the photos that you want from that season of life and season of the year too.
1: It's wild. It's wild how fast it goes. You're so right. And I'm going to give your listeners a download that they can get with all of this written down. And in it, it has worksheets where you can start to write out by season, some things that come up. So you can start to brainstorm an idea and you can create a highlight reel of your life. Like some of these key moments that are happening, these big Mm. vacations you're having each year, or these moments that like your favorites that your kids have right now. So you know to take a picture of that book you're reading every week and yeah. Really just dive in and keep it somewhere so that you can start getting that out of your brain and onto paper. Use your flexible journal if you have it. Like it's a great way to start mapping out what's important. And you can highlight some of these things. Cause I think when you go back and read your flexible journal, you start to see some patterns to what your kids are picking up. Like there's some mm. activities you're doing together that are constant at that point, like where these funny memories are coming from. Maybe it's your drive to school, you know, or something that's happening. So Start to really look into that and review your pictures. Find your daily delights. What is highlighted in your camera roll right there for you that you're constantly taking pictures of and make sure that the story's there.
0: And I was going to ask you, I mean, if you're taking all these pictures, how do you manage them? You know, do you have a process for like deleting the bad ones? Because that can get really overwhelming for moms where they take all these photos, but then they never do anything with them because there's just so many photos.
1: Right. No, I totally understand. So that is part of my pause process that makes me pause and connect and see the joy in these moments. I call it my daily delights. Every night when I get into my bed, Most nights, like some nights it's too late, but if it's, A typical night, I get in my bed and instead of scrolling Instagram, I open my camera app and I go through and see the photos of the day. And at that point, on a high level, I just scroll through them. I heart the ones that I love. And then I zoom out, get out of the individual photo and look at the camera roll as a whole. And I select all the ones that aren't with hearts on them. And I just Mm -hmm. bulk delete them. I let them go. And then all that's left is your daily delights. It's just the ones that light your heart on fire and document those moments and That heart creates an automatically on my iPhone. It creates a favorites folder in my camera roll. And it's a process that you can start to try and you can get better at by implementing this a little bit each week. You know, the more you do this system, the more it happens, and the more joy you start to find because you're actually seeing what you're documenting and you're taking time to pause and reflect on those moments that have happened in your day.
0: Yeah. I love that you're using it as like a reflection practice as well, like the flexible journal practice where you're doing the practical thing of deleting photos that you want to get rid of, but you're also reviewing the wonderful memories from the day each night. And I have recently discovered the app Slidebox. I don't know if you know that one.
1: Slidebox?
0: Slidebox. And it makes it so easy to go through your photos quickly because it's like a swipe. It's almost like a Not that I've ever been on Tinder, but it's like you swipe right if you want to keep it left if you want it gone or whatever. It's so quick and easy to sort photos really fast. And that's made it much easier for me if I'm ever waiting in a waiting room or something. Instead of pulling out my phone and looking at Instagram or something, I just open Slidebox and quickly sort and delete the photos. And it just helps me keep on top of it a lot more easily.
1: That's amazing. I have to check this out. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think you'll love it. Does
1: it clean it in your camera roll itself or is yeah. it just like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And,
0: and it makes <laughs> albums. So you can just right there, sort them, and it syncs it to your camera roll. The albums that you put in there sync to your camera
1: roll. Oh, yeah.
0: So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, check it out. I love that I taught you something.
1: You did. It's awesome. That's why it's so fun to talk about it and to really just ask your friends what they do and learn. It's that's really cool. I'm excited to check it out. (laughs) Yeah. And then what's your third takeaway? So number three is why for the key method, it's yearly. And that is to start to plan ahead and look at your year as a whole. So using the worksheets that I have in the workbook, you can plan your year ahead to foresee what milestones might happen. I'm a big fan of Miranda Anderson and I love her podcast. So like I've listened to her and how she likes to lay out her year ahead. She likes, Sees it out. She plans it all out in one year and like folds her paper and knows that there's 12 months and starts to look as a whole what's going to be coming ahead. So for my followers, I love to teach the method of writing it down like these vacations, these big moments that are going to happen in your family. Like my daughter's starting kindergarten in September. I know that that's going to be a moment to document. You can start to like zoom out <laughs> and reflect on what's coming up and then also look back and plan annually what's coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I have to add that I am also a huge fan of Brandi Anderson. She's one of my best friends. So, <laughs> she's,
1: so <great>. <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome
0: and has taught me so much about living life with intention. And so I love this, not just planning the events you want to happen that year, but the photos that you want to take this year as well.
1: And it's planning those moments that you want to be in, you know, just being more intentional about everything. It's just yeah. so important because it gives you more of that time to be in the moment and make sure that you back up these photos. (laughs) So every year, I try to make sure that everything is backed up so that if something happens, they just don't evaporate. And I know you're going to be talking with Miss Freddie, who is like the guru in this. And she has a backup bootcamp that is incredible. I've gone through it. I love it so much. I highly recommend it to anyone who's looking for a way to centralize everything and really like have a backup plan. Mm. It's so important. And I've run into many of my clients that think that they're backing up or realize that they actually have zero backup to everything that they have and everything exists just on their phone. And Mm. the worst thing that I could imagine happening is taking all this effort and time to document and then have it all just go away. So do something about it. Yeah. And that'll
0: be next week, Miss Freddie's episode about how to back up photos. I planned these episodes to go hand in hand together, how to take really great photos with your family, be in the picture with them, document your daily life, and then how to organize and back up all those photos so you don't lose them. I feel like every mom has probably, I know I have had the experience of losing photos that I really cared about and just the sickening feeling of like, you know that you will never get those back. And so yeah, having a backup plan is just such a gift to yourself, to your future self, so that you don't have to deal with those sick feelings and also to your family that they can have access to these photos for years and years and years.
1: Yeah, for sure. And also print these pictures out. Like, Don't be shy to print. Mm. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be edited. They don't have to be in a perfect story. Just start printing and sharing these memories. You don't have to print all 50,000 in your camera roll, but pick out a few of those golden moments that really stick out to you on your highlight reel of life. If you go through my worksheet and you see that, like there are these key moments, like your baby was born, your birthdays, vacations, pick a favorite picture from each of those each year and try to make sure that you print it out and have it saved somewhere for your kids.
0: Yeah, Oh, that's such a beautiful tip to end on. And before we go, I want to ask you, if people want to learn more from you, where should they head?
1: Oh, I would love to connect with anyone who found that this episode was helpful to them. I am primarily on Instagram these days, so you can meet me over there at Frame of Life Project. I'm also working right now on building a community of memory makers. We are all mamas working on creating a lasting legacy. So on Instagram, you'll be able to see more about that. If you want to learn more about my memory making method, I'm happy to teach the process with you and get you in our group. Well, thank
0: you so much, Kiera. And I know you've also prepared a really detailed hand handout kind of ebook that goes along with this episode and each one of the takeaways that helps women take action on it. And thank you for making that additional resource for the 3 and 30 community. I'll put the links to that in the show notes so anybody can grab that that would like that. And Kira, I can't thank you enough for coming on 3 and 30.
1: Thank you so much, Rachel. This is a dream come true. I'm so happy to do it with you. <laughs>
0: What a fun conversation that was, and it's really made me think hard about what I want to be sure to get photos of in this precious phase of life with both of my kids in elementary school. Starting next year, I will have a child in middle school, which is madness, and this episode reminded me to snap some photos of my kids walking into their beloved elementary school side by side with their big backpacks on. That is a fleck of gold moment for sure. To recap Kiera's three takeaways about how to use your phone to capture beautiful moments with your kids, remember the acronym KEY. K stands for Keep It Simple, E stands for Execute a Plan, and Y stands for Yearly Maintenance. First, keep it simple by defining your why. Why is it important to you to take photos of and with your kids? Is it because you want them to be child models? I'm guessing not. It's most likely because you want a record of your life with them which means that the photos don't have to be perfect and you don't need a fancy camera. Just use your phone and start capturing the precious moments that are happening all around you. Which leads right into takeaway number two, execute a plan. Think through which moments from your family life are likely to change as your children grow or the seasons of the year change, and make a plan to capture the everyday, seemingly mundane memories you share. This might include using a self timer so you can get in the photo or accessing footage from your baby monitor. Also make a plan to look back and review your photos at the end of the day as a gratitude or reflection practice, as well as the opportunity to erase the duplicates of the junky photos from your camera roll. And third and finally, schedule time for yearly maintenance of your photos. That will include looking ahead and planning for the highlight experiences of your year that you're going to want to document, as well as backing up and printing some of your best photos from the previous year. Get those photos off of your phone and into a backup service. We're going to be talking so much more about that next week in my interview with Miss Freddie, as well as get those photos into frames and photo books in your house so your kids can enjoy them more easily. My friend, thank you so much for listening and for being part of this community. I'm grateful for you. I'm rooting for you. And I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.